Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Because my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and the USA Today Network. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, coming to you live via recording from the parking lot at MetLife Stadium just outside 1925 Giants Drive. It is Saturday night. Metallica is taking a break in between shows, Friday and Saturday night. Saturday night is the break. Sunday is another concert. And the New York Giants had their final practice of the summer that was open to the general public. There's a good crowd here tonight and got a lot of good things to watch today. Uh, so I'll give you my observations. That's the point of this podcast. Uh, you're going to get a reaction podcast after every game this year, as we did last year, instant analysis. So we figured we kick it off with some night games. We've got one more practice in New Jersey for the Giants. I will not be there on Monday morning because then we are traveling to Detroit and the joint practices between the Giants and the Lions kick off Tuesday and Wednesday. They have a day before game, essentially an off day for media obligations. And then Friday night at Fort Field in Detroit, it's the New York Giants, Detroit Lions, preseason game number one. All right, let's get to this practice. No Evan Neal. Evan Neal is in the concussion protocol. I get the sense that the Giants are hopeful that he will clear protocol uh, within the next couple days. Hopefully he will be out and available in Detroit, but we'll have to wait and see. I don't believe Evan Neal would be in line to play on Friday night against the Lions uh, in the preseason game. So that'll be just something to give a keep an eye on. Uh, Matt Parrott. Played right tackle with the starters in place of Neal. And I come away tonight, and that's no disrespect to Matt Parrott, but if Giants fans watched Matt Parrott tonight, it's the reason why you should probably lay off Evan Neal a little bit. Because Kayvon Thibodeau, what he did to Matt Parrott in practice today in team drills, uh, essentially Kayvon could have been in the backfield almost every play. And... Uh, really forced Daniel Jones out of the pocket when he came to that side. Uh, and I think uh, for the most part, I think Matt Parrott showed tonight that, you know, he's got a future as a reserve, but he is not the answer at right tackle, at least just off one practice. Now, look, it's an instant uh, reaction podcast, so I'll have to lay low a little bit uh, and try to cut him some slack really like Parrott. He's got a great attitude uh, in terms of 
where he is in the pecking order here. To think he's already been in, in the league three years and this is number four, uh, it's kind of amazing because uh, we remember the days when uh, Andrew Thomas and Matt Parrott were viewed as the answers at left tackle and right tackle. And then if you remember Andrew Thomas's rookie year, there were fans and media calling for Parrott to start over Thomas at left tackle. So keep that in mind when you're watching what Evan Neal is doing at right tackle, but also where Matt Parrott is. Uh, you know, they say cream rises and water kind of flows to where it's supposed to be. Well, Matt Parrott is set up uh, to have a good opportunity to be a reserve lineman on this team. But if he has to start, uh, I think that's where the Giants would be in trouble at right tackle. Uh, that being said, I do believe it's a sign that the Giants think that Neal uh, will be back sooner rather than later. Uh, if he was out long-term, I think they probably put uh, Tyree Phillips back at right tackle. I think they're trying to give Phillips an opportunity to show that he can be in the mix at guard on the interior because they're moving guys in and out. So you want to see where he can fit. And uh, But I do think that if there were a game situation, I think Tyree Phillips would be back at right tackle where he played last year uh, when Evan Neal was sidelined. So uh, this practice format, they did a lot of team, no seven on seven. It was all team drills, all 11 on 11, uh, which is always fun. Uh, let's talk Daniel Jones. I've got a column posting Monday morning. I, was a I had a chance yesterday to get a few questions. Daniel Jones uh, gave me about five minutes uh, outside the Giants facility. It was just the two of us sitting on a brick wall. And I think you'll enjoy the conversation, things that not only Daniel was asked, but what he shared. And the hint I will give you about the column is the idea that, you know, it was August 2011 when people were still not giving Eli Manning credit, even though Eli Manning had a Super Bowl MVP uh, attached to his name. And there was even question back then, Eli won a Super Bowl, what he, is he gonna have to do to get respect? Well, Eli obviously went out that year and won another Super Bowl MVP, had arguably his best season in the NFL, and that's where things stood that summer. So we all remember famously Michael Kay asking Eli Manning on a radio show in August, is Eli Manning an elite quarterback? Well, I got the chance to ask Daniel Jones, is Daniel Jones an elite quarterback? And I was surprised not only with his answer, but the fact that he actually answered the question anyway. So there's your tease. We'll talk about it more on Tuesday when we do our podcast from Detroit. But that'll be your tease for the Daniel Jones column Monday morning. Uh, how good did Jones look tonight? Looked very good. He was my official tally, and I don't normally do this, but since it was all 11 on 11, he was 18 for 23. He hit on his first seven passes. Uh, what I like most about Daniel Jones is the confidence that, you know, 
when he was in trouble, when he was chased out of the pocket, he trusted his receivers. You know, there were a couple plays with Darius Slayton on comebacks, Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hodgins, and obviously Darren Waller, that Jones just zipped it in there. And it was one of those things where I'm going to trust my receiver to be in the right position. So that was impressive. Um, ben Bredesen at center tonight. So that breaks the string. It was, uh, I think, four practices in a row with John Michael Schmitz running with the starters. Bredesen was out there with the ones. There was not a rotation. Schmitz was out there for num- for the twos. Uh, I wouldn't read much into that. I just think it's guys getting work where they need to get work. I would expect we're going to get a lot of Schmitz at center with the starters in Detroit. Uh, Leonard Williams is back. The Giants gave Aziz Ojolari another day. And if anybody knows Aziz's history from last season with the soft tissue injuries starting the season, he had the calf injuries. Uh, I think this is a good thing for the Giants to do. What is Aziz Ojolari going to gain in an August practice? Nothing. So you want him out there, but the fact that they gave Aziz Friday, Saturday, and then they get an off day on Sunday with a guy who had soft tissue problems last year, I'm all for it. Now, I don't think that players should be babied. I don't think that's the situation here. But I do believe that Aziz Ojolari, uh, the Giants know how valuable he can be to this team. And I think that's where they're at. Uh, They were going to do everything they had to do to get him to week one healthy and ready to go. So that's what I think about Aziz Ojolari not practicing again on Sunday. uh, I mean, on Saturday and then getting the off day on Sunday. Sterling Shepard was back out there. Look, they're managing Shep this summer. They know what Shep can do when he's healthy. They know what he can be in this offense. I think at this point, you know, the Giants are all about keeping Sterling Shepard healthy and ready to go at the beginning of the season. So they're not going to tax him or overtax him. He's coming off two brutal injuries that ended his season. One was the December Achilles injury from two years ago and then the ACL in week three last year. Uh, against the Cowboys, they are not going to push Shepard to limits in August. And I think he's good with that. I think the team is good with that. I don't think it's any reflection about his status as far as trying to make this roster. Uh, I will have my first 53-man roster report this week. I think we're aiming for Thursday. I also have a, a project that I'm working on, an enterprise story, uh, that I don't know if I'll have ready for this week. Uh, so we may go the 53 subbing in place of it on Thursday, and then we'll have my project probably the following week. Um, I think you'll enjoy that one too. Uh, involved the multi- multiple injury, um, multiple interviews with multiple guys on the team. All right, a couple other things to watch uh, on punt team: McLeod and Pinnock were the gunners. Uh, I think you should watch for Eric Gray to be the returner. I think he's going to get opportunities to be the kickoff returner and punt returner. I think uh, that'll be interesting if that pans out. Hoping to see Eric Gray a little bit next week against Detroit. I think that would be fun to watch him Friday night in the preseason game. Uh, Going through my notes here. uh, Best kind of moment of the camp, uh, of the practice tonight, was... 
they went without headsets, and what that meant was they were calling the plays in the huddle. And that was with the threes first. And Tommy DeVito, third-string quarterback, finally looked like a guy who could be that reliable third-option practice squad guy, developmental guy tonight. Uh, DeVito, I thought, you know, it was very interesting to see how he kind of handled that no headsets, driving down the field, um, completing. He was three of three. Then he threw a touchdown pass to David Sills in the back of the end zone. Quick strike. Uh, the Giants really liked it. I could hear a couple players really, it's a couple of the starters going up to DeVito and really, you know, firing him up a little bit. I think that was kind of cool. Uh, one guy I would watch. That's impressed me. That impressed me tonight. Wyatt Davis. Playing pretty well for that third team. It would not surprise me to see Wyatt Davis kind of get some more reps moving up the depth chart. He had a block that sprung uh, James Robinson in one of the team drills. I thought that was pretty impressive. Uh, I want to see, if I'm the Giants, what Wyatt Davis can do with a step up in competition. And, you know, that that's kind of... I wrote down Wyatt Davis's name twice. Uh, I mentioned before, Kayvon Thibodeau was, was very good tonight. A lot of pressures, a couple would-be sacks of Daniel Jones. Really gave Matt Pert a handful. Um, a big... Big difference between Evan Neal and Matt Parrott right now at right tackle, uh, so that that's you know that's something that I think is is pretty obvious at this point. Um, one thing I liked about Thibodeau is after practice, as they blew the stretch for the stretch lines, they blew the whistle for the stretch lines. Thibodeau went into the end zone and ran sprints on his own. He talked about last week keeping his condition up. He didn't expect to get as many reps as he did last year in the fourth quarter. Uh, he felt winded, admitted to feeling winded, that he didn't have that juice that he wanted. So he's put a big focus on his conditioning uh, and running those sprints uh, in the end zone. Uh, keep an eye on that early in this season for, for Kayvon Thibodeau. If he's more effective and more consistent in the reps that he gets uh, from start to finish in games, rather than those flashes that he had late uh, in early in the, the Baltimore game when he won the game essentially by stripping Lamar Jackson. So uh, that about wraps it up for the night practice. Uh, Jalen Hyatt was back in there. Everybody, you know, still admiring Hyatt's speed, but he's more than that. I mean, he's showing more than that. Um, if I had a guess right now, I'd say – the six receivers on the roster are Hyatt, Slayton, Hodgins, Shepard, Cole Beasley, and who am I forgetting? Paris Campbell. That would be my six. And then I think Wandell will be Wandell Robinson will be on pup. And then I think uh, you know he'll come back sometime in October. And then I think guys like Colin Johnson and Jameson Crowder. Uh, could find themselves on the practice squad, which would be very good options for the Giants. Uh, veterans who do not have to go through waivers could just sign uh, with the Giants on the practice squad if they get waived uh, and released at the end of uh, the summer. So 
We appreciate you being all in. We'll be back with a podcast Tuesday from Detroit. Again, check out my story on Daniel Jones on Monday on NorthJersey.com. I'll also send it out via social media. I think you'll enjoy it. Going to have a little fun uh, with the quarterback of the Giants. All right, thanks for listening. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you Tuesday from Detroit. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.